0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.
0: So, like, I washed my hair today because I Ooh. needed to. But, like, in the future, the my hair washing days are going to be my store days. Okay, so, I like that. At, but it, the next time I go to the store, my plan is to not go back for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So, will I wash my hair for two weeks?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, things get interesting the more you leave it unwashed. Um For me, it just becomes like two different. It looks like two dirty wigs that were left out in the rain attached Mm. to my head because I have two different kinds of hair going on. (laughs) Um, They they start to separate from each other a little bit. (laughs) Their their distinct personalities become more (laughs) cemented.
0: (laughs) They Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde like right
1: in front of your eyes. I know, I'm like, and one and they each whisk, they each whisper into an ear, one type of hair is evil and makes me drink bourbon alone.
0: Turns out that's your real hair that does that. <laughs>
1: well you guys welcome to side work podcast i'm your increasingly paranoid uh with dry burned sanitized hands brooke van poplin hi guys
0: uh i'm andrea wallace my hands have gotten better i have tips on how to make your hands feel better um just trying to do the best i friggin can andrea wallace
1: that's me there she is everybody um I, no, I, they just got real ratchety today again, mm-hmm. because I had to, I had to go do a loop of, you know, but I'm like, listen, I didn't want to do this, but my, um, my brother, his, his, uh, older German shepherd, the, basically her hips went out and they live in a state where they don't even like CBD. They can't even have that or whatever, um and i was just like this is fucked up like i don't want them to feel like they need to put their dog down just because they don't have access to something that really helps dogs so i did a little curbside weed pickup situation which they've i was not at all planning on going to the weed store in california during this pandemic but here we were and you now do everything online you have a ticket number you pull into a queue no one's allowed to get out of their cars um, and basically like you put your phone up through the window, they confirm it's you. And then someone comes out and, uh, just hands you your bag of goods. Great. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't feel freaked out by that. And, uh, and then the post office was totally empty and they're hanging like these, like it looked like, uh, definitely like a contagion sort of setup cause they have plastic drapes in front of all the. But I was the only one in there. And you know, mm-hmm. so then then you go into the car and then you burn your hands with fire. And then- You say "You say contagion. I say walk-in, you know? <laughs> yeah, it does remind me of the walk-in flaps. A lot of walk-in <laughs> flaps.
0: That's Maybe what- if, should I, put, if any man has ever asked me to describe my flaps, I usually say walk-in.
1: Walk-in style. <laughs> Christopher walk-in flaps.
0: Translucent?
1: <laughs> and a little, like, just a little smudged. Um, which is- Gross. But uh yeah. How are you? How are y'all doing? Are you are you missing the walk-in right now? Should we all hang some like flaps up at home to walk in and out
2: of?
0: <laughs> I know. There's a lot of like heads in heads and freezers. I mean, walk-ins are safe spaces. We talked about that on several yep. occasions.
1: Right. Yeah. So maybe that could be the new panic room that you construct for yourself at home which is a virtual sort of walk-in scenario. And you're like, I feel safe in here. I'm going to have a smoke in here.
0: Totally. You can just, you know, be surrounded by supplies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My goal is to not leave the house again, really, for anything. I think I can make it. Um, But it's, you know... It, it, it's scary, but I was like, let's just go do it all at once. Because then the shoes stay outside. Everything gets like thrown out and bleached into the sun and doesn't come back, you know, in the house for however long this is oh, my OCD yeah. is so happy right now. I completely bleached my floors today for sure. Yeah. I go back and do that. But um anyways um, uh we hope you guys are doing awesome hanging in there. A lot of you definitely sent us um some comments on Instagram. You emailed us you know you've been keeping in touch. And we definitely wanted to continue to deliver uh, good news and helpful news to you. So uh, Andrea definitely found some articles that I think are really interesting.
0: Absolutely. I have some great headlines um, that I want to share with you guys today. So So this one specifically is coming from the Bay Area. So San Francisco. Um, I just thought this was really relevant just because uh, San Francisco has started everything earlier than the rest of the country, so they're definitely ahead of the curve yes. in many ways. Um, and it seems that there's a trickle down. Whatever's happening there will definitely be put in place at some point in the rest of the country, the rest of California, then kind of the rest of the country.
1: They're, so, they're very much like the staging ground of New <laughs> well, They're so ahead
0: of the times. Okay, <laughs> so they have extended their shelter in place until May 3rd as at this point. A few more days than us. Yep. So this was, and you know, more than like what was, yes, exactly. So with new rules for grocery stores and restaurants. Okay. So these new rules going into place for restaurants and grocery stores, basically you have to follow a specific template, um, a social distancing protocol that has legally been put in place. So as part of that plan, businesses have to post signs. Each public entrance at each public entrance to inform all employees and customers they should avoid entering the facility if they have a fever or a cough. Maintain a six-foot distance from another one another. Um, if they sneeze or cough, it has to be into a tissue. If that's not av- available, it has to be into your elbow. Don't shake any hands obviously, or engage in unnecessary physical contact. Um, So that's not only for customers, it's for employees, but specifically we're talking about small kitchens um, where people are trying to push out to-go orders. They legally have to keep this six-foot law in place. And if we know kitchens at all or have worked in restaurants with tiny kitchens – it's a fucking dance
1: it's it's it is like a work of modern contemporary modern dance, like if you were to remove the spatulas and spoons and and paring knives, it just looks like fantastic, you know, just like dancing the the ballet of cooking together in a tiny <laughs> cramped, sexy space,
0: yeah. so it's like, you know, these now everybody has to like do it from six feet apart. I mean, I just like this rotating axis that just has to keep like going around each other but I mean I'm sure it'll get done because it has it'll get, to get done. done and
1: I mean in some ways like maybe it's better for everyone's mental health in a certain way too just a they're going to feel safer work coming mm-hmm. to work right now and be maybe maybe the aggression in kitchens are finally gonna dissipate because it was really just that everyone was on top of each other and so it <laughs> was just aggro because you're like oh my god get out of my fucking personal space and now like we're legally required to be out of each other's. It'll be like a space. real
0: dirty dancing scenario, and I've been wanting to say this where it's like this is my dance space, this is your dance space. <laughs> <laughs> Do not enter my dance space.
2: Let's dance.
0: All right, so second headline I thought was really cool. So this is out of Atlanta. So um, local restaurants are ban- are getting together and have started a virtual game of bingo. Basically take out bingo. Uh, Atlanta food bingo, basically. So this is to drive more businesses in the area struggling to cope with financial losses because of COVID. Um, So basically, you get these little bingo cards, and it has all the different restaurants in Atlanta. And for each one that you check, if you get to go, if you get a bingo, then you're entered to win prizes. So you could get gift certificates to more Um, restaurants basically, but it's just this really awesome way Atlanta is trying to beef up business with their local restaurants that they love.
1: Right. And I think what we want to bring back around to, you know, like, cause this doesn't mean shit to you, the servers right now. I mean, it's interesting in general, but what we are seeing, and we hope that if you have a relationship with your restaurant, especially if it was independent and they're still, you know, trying to reconfigure with the new rules, cause every state is at a different place right now. So if this hasn't happened to you yet, it's on the way. And if you're already like almost two weeks into losing your job, we're hoping that your place of employment may or may not be able to call you back with, and obviously this is not a promise, we're just seeing it happen, but with basically a new job description. Um, Because distilleries and restaurants that had, you know, that made booze in house or even beer or anything like that, are now all pivoting to become like mass manufacturers of hand sanitizer. Totally, absolutely. And they brought their staff back to I mean you're not waiting tables, but you're making hand sanitizer. Absolutely. You have and a job. You know
0: like that booze that they make to make the hand sanitizer has to be like the strongest booze out there and I wonder who's <laughs> testing that. Is it is it safe? Is it legal? Can, can, can you, you send us some?
1: <laughs> yeah, c- can we can we try it for our hands and our mouths.
0: Um but yeah, like you were saying I think that there's just gonna be time needed to find a find a new plan, find out how to bring employees back when we can all go right. back to work, you know, figure things out. you know, and it's all gonna be like car hop scenarios. <laughs> Right, everybody get or, your
1: goddamn roller skates on. It's time to be a car hop again. Fine, if that's what's happening. We just saw a headline today that Brian gave us that uh, a strip club in Portland is now pivoted to instead of Uber Eats, has become Boober Eats, Boober Eats, Boober Eats. And apparently, this is all within safe social distancing. Um, one of the you know completely quirky strippers now will deliver your food, and from a safe social distance also give you a sexy tantalizing from the front porch area. Strip down and dance, baby. I'm going to tell you what, I cannot believe it took a pandemic for this
0: to happen. I cannot believe this wasn't already happening. Or just the hearing boober eats, just period. Like, why hasn't anybody even said
1: that before all this bullshit? (laughs) Um, But here's, here's some advice I have to you, too. If you have a relationship with your, with the owner of your business, managers, people who I really think now is a time to get a chat going. Do they know all their options? Are they just freaking out? Because I think you can look to what's happening in the bigger cities and try and encourage them. Tell them if you feel safe, you will come back to help them because there are restaurants in LA, I just heard this today, that are actually, they didn't lose any of their wait staff, back of house and they are basically doing carry out and have turned into a great grocery um now granted it's very strict it's very different uh your temperature is taken every day before you're you know which is like normally the sickest grossest people are allowed (laughs) to come work right do your restaurant jobs but now your health is being taken very very seriously but um their business has only dipped 15 percent some of what these places that, that are just killing it i'm gonna find some of but i heard them speaking four different uh restaurant owners today on press play and um, just phenomenal or they're bringing staff back. So it might take you to advocate to help your former business owner to think outside the box and to say, I will for some sort of wage, however we do this, I will come back and work as long as you are going to take protective measures to ensure you know they have to make sure the the public is safe, but then to make sure they're going the extra step for you to have a safe work environment to return.
0: Totally. You know what I'm seeing a ton of is like basically people are restaurants are hitting into like an even better version of Blue Apron, basically. Yes. Like meal kits, pre-prepped, like cookie dough, ready to go. Um, Chef Brooke Williamson at Playa Provision, she's fucking killing it. Like she's they're banging out so much shit like so much food now
1: they're bottling cocktails you can take with like your roast chicken dinner home yep you can basically get a growler of margaritas and tacos for two dinner at these places here in LA and it's like a great date night and people are tipping the shit out of this so to me there seems to be a chain where like like once the owners feel like that they know their new business plan and budget based on what's happening like these huge tips should be going into a fund to like go to you who used to be their employees or if they get busy enough you should at least be able to be like can I have two shifts a week can we cycle through those of us you know um definitely advocate for yourself start asking questions get together with your former workers and approach your owner if possible they might need help. They might not know what to do right now. You Absolutely.
0: Know? And I will say, and I always say it, like Eater.com, you guys, is tons of ideas. They're yes. totally killing it. They're advocating for
1: all of you in the entire industry. So check it out. Check them out. Um, so uh, like I said, you guys have submitted. <laughs> we're going to go into our new favorite um, segment called
0: Listener Submitted COVID Fund.
1: One just came in, hot off the presses. Um, Thank you so much for writing. Uh, The writer says, "Hey y'all, this is kind of long, but full of feel good. Hopefully, it brightens your day in these strange times. Also, keep me anonymous, please, and thank you." All right, we got you. I have been at the same restaurant for about ten years now. I started as a dishwasher and have worked through every role that isn't the general manager because fuck that job. I am currently the head bartender and bar manager, and my boyfriend of seven years is my second in command. At work and home, let's be honest, winky face. (laughs) He has been at the restaurant nearly as long as I have, and all the regulars know that we're together. Naturally, once business started to slow down and word of potentially closing down started to trickle through the grapevine a few weeks ago, we started to get understandably anxious. We kept our cool and assured regulars that we would be okay because a lot of them are friends and we did not want them to feel obligated to hook us up. Fat tip from a stranger, fuck yeah. Ridiculous amount of money from a friend, uncomfortable. Plus, we were planning on surprising our nine-year-old with a trip to Disney in September. Mm-hmm. LOL, fuck that, I guess. Yeah. Brian and Andrea got to go. Oh, They're okay. in their 40s. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so we had more savings than usual and planned to live delicately off of it while we could. I was the only server bartender for a last shift. We were open for dine-in and walked with $600 of people over-tipping and wishing me luck. Oh, my I God. Cried. I cried a lot that day. Well, the inevitable happened and we closed to only carry out. I am fortunate to have general manager and owner that care about me because instead of simply leaving me unemployed, they moved me back to the kitchen so that I could still work carry out for a substantial hourly rate full time. My boyfriend, however, was left unemployed because the restaurant cannot afford the labor. Two or three of us managers work open to close every day and usually drop down to one of us at night. On my third night of closing, one of my regulars came in to get carryout and support the business. We exchanged some small talk while I finished his order. It's an open kitchen, so I can talk to him while he waits at the carryout desk. And he asked how my boyfriend and our daughter were holding up. About this time, I was finished packaging his food, and I was about to hand it to him when he said, Oh, I just remembered. I completely forgot to tip. Uh, insert her boyfriend's name last time I was in will you give him this for me and slipped what I thought was a 20 in my hand I thanked him profusely and went back in the kitchen I set the bill down on the table to change my gloves and it unraveled to expose three hundred dollars
0: oh my god
1: I immediately cried I plan to put it in an emergency fund and hopefully give it back when life readjusts. but damn I'm so fucking lucky This pandemic has made me feel so grateful for the people I've met through this industry. Yesterday, I made a picture of my daily regular's favorite cocktail and dropped it at his doorstep. Everyone texts each other updates and makes sure we're all doing okay. Times like these make me hate things a little less and appreciate things immensely more. Also, thank you for all of the information on financial relief and benefits. I've been messaging all of my servers and bartenders trying to make sure they're taking all steps they can to get help. Being a work mom is almost as stressful as being a real mom. Sorry for this incredibly long email. I hope you guys are staying sane and I wish you all of the luck and health in the land. Godspeed and wash your fucking hands. <laughs> oh my God,
0: that's epic. What that a great e- email to get.
1: Totally great. And it just really circles back to advocating for yourself right now, yep. keeping a little crew together with the people you were working with and really, really thinking outside the box. And, you know, because who knows? like i'm saying like like we the owners we think they have their shit together they're just human like the rest of us they could be losing their mind and absolutely. some creative thinking oh
0: yeah for sure 100% this is the time to like be open and communicate and yeah absolutely so here's another one um this one's from sarah so she says, hello. I don't know if you're still taking server submitted stories. Yes, always, always until the end
1: of time, we'll keep because they'll never run out. What's that? I said, keep them coming, people. Oh yeah,
0: always, always keep them coming. Server submitted stories will never, never run dry. And, um, COVID,
2: here's-
0: and <laughs> COVID relevant content. COVID
2: relevant.
0: <laughs> she says, Sarah says, so this is one uh, about a COVID nightmare. I was supposed to get my final paycheck today, March 31st, for hours worked before COVID stopped all restaurants in California. I woke up today and the money was not in my account, so I texted the owner and she called me and told me the story about how all of the bar's bills were set to auto-pay and got taken out all at once, and now she doesn't have the money to pay us. hmm Wow.
1: Cool. She said,
0: uh, yeah, she said it'll take a few days before she can write checks and mail them, meaning I won't get paid for another week. She told me this on payday and no other employees knew either. Luckily, I have enough money for rent, but that doesn't justify the fact that my coworkers, some who have families, might not be able to cover their rent and food and other necessities in such a crazy time. Love the pod. Godspeed and stay safe. Yeah, Sarah, absolutely. That's fucking horrible. You know, and I do, I mean, there's so much going on right now. Again, like we said, owners are going batshit. And, and don't right. know I mean yeah do I think you should have been put first before bills and auto pay absolutely but you know I because it's
1: like you're a person not a banking institution or corporation that they always get the breaks anyways they always have ways you know and there's so much loan and debt forgiveness that's going into play right now it may have been an honest mistake but you know and We heard this really great talk where basically right now in a time of crisis, don't expect um, anyone to magically get a new personality during a global pandemic, uh, which I think is really solid advice. If someone's been a victim their whole life, this is victim, like the victim Super Bowl right
0: now. (laughs) I'm like thinking back to some of the people that I worked for in in not a good way. And I'm like, oh my God, can you even like imagine them at this time? But then obviously the people that we're incredible or are still incredible, you know, exactly.
1: So, right. If you had a, a dick restaurant owner or manager, they're 100% just going to be looking out for themselves at this moment. But um yeah, well, good luck. Uh, definitely see legally what you can do to, I mean, like I don't think especially at this time and place that they can steal your pay. Um, so go after them, <laughs> go get it. I think Do we, you need to send us there? We Sarah, we'll to. go.
0: <laughs> Send me. <laughs> For shame. So this is from at Wiley. She says about what she misses specifically because we ask people about what they miss about the industry and going to work. Naya Wiley says, I miss the constant jokes and smiles from all my coworkers. My coworkers love to mess around like throwing coasters at each other or dumping out a bowl of rubber barrels at the host (laughs) stand. God, I want one right now. uh, I miss being able to do all those things in general. I miss being able to serve such wonderful customers and working with my family.
1: Hmm. Uh, Boy, oh boy. We have to keep it. gotta keep, keep the morale up because we got to get excited. Like, like, um, you know, to get back to it at some point and be grateful for the things that you didn't realize sometimes that are a part of your daily life. Um, on Instagram, what other people said they missed, uh, Black Cat Nebula said, I definitely said behind to my husband in the hallway <laughs> the other day. I said behind to Brian in the kitchen the <laughs> other day, just so for fun. <laughs> she says, I miss being at my restaurant so bad. We just got through winter in, in Maine and we're pumped for a super busy season to kick off. Ugh, I miss the money, obviously, but mostly I really miss being active and I really miss my coworkers. Ugh, I hear that. Yeah. I hear it. I hear it. West Coast Luddite says, I actually had a regular guest complain to me in line at the grocery store about how having to order takeout all the time and not being able to have an evening away from his wife and his children. Imagine having to cook every single day. I sure hope things get better for him. Fuck my life.
0: Also I, fuck that guy. Oh my god, fuck that guy so hard. Can you believe all oh, this that I have to be stuck inside? Oh boy, oh boy. I don't
1: Um and then one last thing that I think we both you know, Andrea and I are both uh renters. I, I switched back over to the uh to the renting life and A lot of people, especially I spoke with the people in my complex, um, everyone was like, we all spoke and we agreed that we were going to pay April 1st. But then after that, we want, we want transparency from the owners that if they're having mortgage forgiveness and don't have to pay for the buildings they own, then why do they just get to take money from us who don't have earnings coming in
0: sure I think it's just an you need to keep an open conversation going with the people you rent from if you're a renter you know some people Mm -hmm. are just mom and pop renters right you might be the only property they have so they might rely on you for their own food and their own mortgage payment like specifically so it's not just fat cats collecting money every single one but just have these you know, nice open conversations. You know, if there's mortgage forgiveness, which is across the board, check and see what your state's doing for you. Um, here in California, there's been a moratorium put on renters. They cannot be evicted. There, um, There's a moratorium that's been put on rent increases as well. Yes. So, you know, just because you can't pay, you know, which is a, about to become a very, very real fucking thing. You need to have a plan and make sure you're saying an open communication with the people that need to be communicated with.
1: And I think if by May, it's coming down to necessities, you need to eat and be comfortable versus rent. Don't pay that rent. Do not pay that rent. You will not be evicted. And again, I think communication, you know, cause there might be someone who's like, can you give us like 300 bucks, you know, of it? What can we do? Let's figure it out. And also I'm telling you, most people put down a security deposit. If it really, you know, if they're really that hard up, they can just take your security deposit. They're sitting on your money already so it's true
0: i mean my whole thing is is like what's your rent divide it by 12 when you're back working on it and actually have income again mm-hmm. increase put that tack that amount on to your rent every month and then a, in a year's time you'll have it paid off you know these are things uh, these are plans that come into my brain that no one else yeah. is like you know saying apparently
1: <laughs> um and that that wizard with the most i mean she looks like the ultimate karen but Susie orman um, go check her out. It's spelled S-U-Z-E, Orman, I think O-R-E-M-A-M, but she's posting information right now because she's a financial genius. She's a big advocate for women women looking after their finances, and she just posted uh, a shit ton of ways to be frugal. I'll go find that link, and I can also share it um, on cool. the side work. Sorry, my okay?
0: my idea of being frugal is just not spending any money at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, other than it's groceries, baby.
0: Just groceries, baby. That's it. Uh, yeah. Did, did some transfer balances. I think I'm going to have to bite the bullet and uh, give up my fucking travel points on my Sapphire card just to pay some, down, some of my card down. But what
1: choice do I have? I'm not fucking sure. going anywhere anyway. I don't feel like going anywhere anytime soon. No, thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you guys, thank you. Please, please continue to send COVID-related content and, of course, your normal server-submitted stories. We love it all. You guys, uh, Zooming in live from Jurassic Park, um, we are so excited to welcome to Sidework Podcast, Stephen Ray Morris.
0: Hi. Thanks for having me. I mean, if there's anywhere to spend your quarantine, it is Jurassic Park.
2: Right? (laughs) Safe from people, but not from dinosaurs. Right.
0: (laughs) But yeah, get that cardio in running from raptors all day.
2: Yes. That's right. That's right. Um not
1: probably a great place to keep your small pets like your cats. You probably keep your cat cats are considered T-Rex t- 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 food.
2: Yeah, yeah. I know. I keep my cat uh, far away, you know. She can just watch the bird ones and enjoy that, but uh, you know, that's where it ends.
1: Absolutely. Well- and of course, a lot of you listening um, have uh, are fans of uh, my favorite murder, and also Stevens, uh, the Per
2: Cast. Mm-hmm. Which? What is your cat's name? Penny Lane. Um, Penny Lane. Not named after Kate Hudson, but sort of <laughs> because it's the Beatles mm, song. So. Got it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Well, we will definitely get into that in a little bit. Um, I meant to ask, uh, while I was emailing you, have you ever waited tables, bartended, worked at a counter service place?
2: I worked at, it sounds glamorous, but I worked at Disneyland. But when I worked at Disneyland, I worked at Pizza Port. So, and I actually don't know what this type of job is where it's almost like cafeteria style. Okay. So I was making these like giant salads, like bowls of like, you know, 40 salads at a time. And then I wouldn't make the pizza, but I would like plate it, I guess, and hand it to people. And then pasta, like I would mix pesto yeah, it wasn't like cooking the pasta I would just assemble the pasta does that make sense
1: yeah yep, yep. it's kind of like Expo that's uh-huh. like a term that they have in the kitchen you 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 do the finishing touches before it uh is handed over to the server to go out into the dining room but you basically sounded like a um
2: like a, a Disney lunch lady, lunch
1: lady. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: and, I, I also worked catering in college so I would, oh, great i would do basically catering like uh the universities like meetings and stuff like all the scientists would be like getting together and like dis- you know scientists teachers and professors and i would like here's your zucchini bread <laughs> so that and then Brian did that
0: actually Brian did catering for a law
2: oh, school cool.
0: in Chicago and that's exactly what he had to do
1: <laughs> He just always said here's your zucchini bread yeah, yeah there's you
0: you I guess you know among
1: the elites that's what they enjoy to eat <laughs>
2: <laughs> I lived off zucchini bread like leftover zucchini <laughs> bread for an entire summer it was great
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And anything involving large amounts of food and you're a college age kid means you're stuffing whatever you can into your backpack to take back to the dorm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Totally. 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fantastic.
0: All right, guys. Well, it is time for some server stories. submitted stories. Server submitted stories. It's hard to do on Zoom to speak at the same time. So we do it separately just for you guys. <laughs> All right, so this one is from the vaults, which means it got lost, right?
1: Okay, so several episodes ago when I was like, okay, I guess our email address is sideworkpod at gmail.com because some ass took sideworkpodcasts at gmail.com, I guess. And then after being locked out of some accounts and doing a lot of Nancy Drew sleuthing yesterday, I realized I own Sidework podcast at gmail.com for a year and a half now so I logged I logged in and I I I just love this person this this one you're reading this girl we didn't even have an email address she just guessed it and she got it and we now found it like a year and a half late oh my god I love it I love this okay here we go oh
0: hello I've been serving and bartending for just under a decade. I spent the biggest chunk of my time at a pizza, Philly, beer, huge patio, music venue situation. Incredible. A favorite of douche lord Guy Fieri. You can picture it.
2: Oh my God. The
0: following is one of my favorite stories that doesn't end in me crying. All right. So they really do drop people off at the Greyhound station when they get out of jail. If you were to find yourself in that situation and you chose to turn right, the first thing you would find would be a giant police station. So let's assume you turn left. Just down the street, the first option for booze, you'd find what would be the restaurant I worked at. Okay, great setup. So it was pretty common to have a freshly freed dude coming in to drink away whatever cash they had. All right, great, great setup. One day, me and one of my besties came in for our night shift. The day Barn was like, hey, so this guy has been here for a while. He's had a few more lights and has uh, all his jail stuff still with him. I feel like he's gonna walk out on his tab, so keep an eye on him. This was not out of the ordinary at all. So we were like tight, no problem. (laughs) Okay, we had an open kitchen behind the bar. Wow. So we told the kitchen folks to keep an eye out too and went about our standard busy night. At some point, my friend and I realized we each had a different tab going for him and they total about 50 bucks. So we're like, okay, I'm not about to pay $50 for this dude to get wasted. This is officially a stakeout, but we're busy. Probably three hours into our eight hour shift, the kitchen guy grabs my friend and he says, hey, I don't know where that guy is. I think he left. So my friend springs into action, runs out the front door. This guy, the jail guy, was just in the bathroom. And by the time my friend gets back doubled over and out of breath from running and screaming down the street, homeboy's back at his bar stool. Fun. <laughs> so my buddy I work with thought the kitchen guy was just fucking with him. So he picks up a paper to go cup that was sitting on the bar and jokingly jokingly tosses it at the kitchen guy. So and then it ends up being <laughs> it is the dude's spit cup.
2: <laughs>
0: Specifically. Five hours worth of nasty chewed tobacco goes right into the pizza line. <laughs> We had to throw away 30 pounds of cheese and pepperoni, then all work together for another five hours in complete silence. The guy eventually paid his tab and tipped 20%. Oh wow. my God. Tip your bartenders XOXO exo Claire. Sorry, we'll yeah. edit all that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was just sitting in there since August. I mean, this this tale of, okay, first of all, an open concept kitchen right around the corner from a Greyhound station doesn't sound like it's in the same area.
0: I mean, if it's just downtown, that's just the kind of shit that like happens, you know?
1: That's very true. Very true. Yeah, yeah I wonder... you'd, almost,
2: you'd almost think that this has happened before at this place. Oh, like they, the, they're like on it. Ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh yeah. No, that's, that's a big thing. Usually, uh, you know, I think most people first thing they do when they get out of jail is they go have a cold one. I know I would. Yeah. If and, you pizza. and pizza. And you pizza. you know, if you haven't figured out how to make um toilet wine yet, you know, like they do <laughs> in jail, like we're all going to be learning how to do in quarantine when it gets to the point of toilet. I'm wine. already
2: working on it. Oh, share your recipe when you, when you yes. have oh, Definitely. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, Claire, this was so worth the wait. Um, I am so glad I found your email. And this is a pretty epic story. And I'm honestly, you were like, I was so happy to send one where it doesn't end in me crying. I can't even imagine what level of shit. Oh my god, where People when everyone so gets covered in and-
0: pissed off. I can't even imagine just like the oh, it probably flew everywhere, like not only on the bar as well. Like, can you imagine just like you're probably like picking up like juice for hours, still sopping it up. Ugh. Ugh.
1: Yum yum! In the in the new world of COVID, that would be enough to close down a city block. Somebody throw a speak cup! Yeah, call the Burn
2: girl. Burn it down! Burn it down! <laughs> hey y'all, I'm a Southern transplant living in Philadelphia, and for the past two years, I've lived here. I've been a server and a bartender at a brewery pizza joint, keeping up with the theme, uh, Mm -hmm. brewery pizza joint in West Philly. The corona crisis has bred its own chaos with the staff trying to advocate for support from upper management, but let's focus on happier days. The thing I miss most, the day before Thanksgiving last year, the dive bar across the street from us, the staff's favorite place to drink, got shut down for inspection something or other. It was an endearingly dirty dive, and this wasn't unexpected, but it left us, I feel like with like, like restaurant, like they have that favorite place that it's almost like when somebody talks about a comedian's comedian, it's like, here's the restaurant's restaurant or like the restaurant's bar. This
1: is a bartender's bar. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It was an endearingly dirty dive, and this wasn't unexpected, but left us with nowhere to go. Most of the staff lived in West Philly too, and we weren't about Mm -hmm. to travel to drink. My sweetie, another bartender at my job, has been playing dice games since he was a kid. And that night, he introduced us to our new favorite hobby, gambling. Uh Uh-oh. Every night after work, we would sit around drinking way too much free beer and smoking inside and goofing off over games of dice. We played CeeLo and Threes and basically just traded the same $8 back and forth for hours. Ugh. I miss the post where Kang so much. It was the most senior FOH person, and the staff is my family, and I never realized how much I depended on our debauchery light, which I like that it's all caps, um, for a sense of stability and community until we were all laid off. Mm. I have so many other stories about this place, about how things kicked off with my boo, a torrid workplace affair. Whoops. Uh, (laughs) To a karaoke meltdown I had at work. I can relate. Um, To my solo lunch shift during patio season, to one of my first shifts on the day, the Eagles won the Super Bowl, to the year where we went through five managers, including me, and so much more. I love the industry so much and have gotten real comfy with the idea of being a lifer. I'm scared about the future of food and bevy work, and I know I'm not alone. I miss the pulse of a busy Friday night, the sound of the clinking the sound of clinking glass, the smell of pizza, the taste of your first cigarette all night. I miss the sweat, the emotions, the adrenaline. I miss the special moment when you really connect with a guest. I miss my regulars. I miss the cash, lol. But y'all, but y'all help keep the sense of camaraderie, camaraderie and industry pride strong, and I can't express about how much I appreciate that. It's comforting while we're all stuck away from the things we love to complain about. Y'all are doing the Lord's side work. Hey. Thank you. Godspeed and good tips and go birds, Maya. Oh my God, I'm
0: crying. <laughs> was beautiful. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was beautiful.
1: Uh, continue with the writing, Maya. You have a gift. <laughs> my goodness, you really painted, you know, what it feels like to have this weird little family that you hang out with for years, you know, or even if it's just like a summer crew, it's just one of those weird things where you all see each other and it's like, Hey, you're just cool. You're right back in it. Whenever you see this group.
0: And that's, so that's what, some of the sim- what we've been talking about forever. That's why we do this show is because of the feeling of the com- camaraderie, you know? So yep. it's just, I think it's a beautiful time to to soak in that nostalgia and sit with it and feel it. And Get, you know eventually we'll be back we'll be back in it and then we'll say we'll be able to take it for granted again
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly you know things would be great when you're complaining again so just look forward <laughs> to complaining once more
2: That's gonna be, be on great a shirt
0: oh i'm pretty yeah like someone's like your first day back you're gonna be like um can i be first cut please
1: <laughs> thanks uh, to do too perfect um you guys thank you keep we we have a few others we're just trying to uh spread out some of the stories but please keep submitting um we love to share anything you guys want to send so feel free to email us at sideworkpod at gmail.com or sideworkpodcast at <laughs> no, whatever, please. whatever whatever kind of mood you're in you know <laughs> i have so many emails <laughs> it's totally insane um but yeah keep them coming we love you guys and we love to hear from you all right. So this is why I thought of Stephen Re Morris immediately for the today's topic, which is going to be pet restaurants. <laughs> yes.
2: The- and I've actually been to, I've technically been to four. Oh. So four cat cafes-ish, so. I feel now you like can bring some stories. Perfect. You can, you
1: can bring the heat. Fantastic. <laughs> um, so this is a topic we've been laughing about, wanting to do, and we also kind of thought uh, as an homage to all the pets we've been quarantined with who've been keeping us sane and happy, this is an ode to our animals today. So, but the thing is like I was, you know, I kind of started my search with info and it's like if you just put in pet restaurants, be careful with that search result. Because- oh no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because I know it, it immediately it immediately was like all articles from China of people eating dogs. And I was like, oh God, what is oh wrong my with people? Goodness. Well, okay. So when you start looking into the origins of dining with your pet, um, it took me down this funny path where basically uh, the origin of the term "doggy bag" and how that morphed into now when we say, "Oh, can I can I wrap this up?" T- you know, f- for later. Um, so basically, like a doggy bag was specifically your leftover bones and meat scraps. Um, all the way up until the 1960s, it was absolutely frowned upon to take your food home for yourself everyone was like what are you poor um so oh. the the ter- yeah the term doggy bag literally came from this little carrier with uh, an actual emblem of like a dog and said bones i remember it's so like funny and cool. And so now we say doggy bag, but it actually was like specifically for dogs. And so now in the restaurant, instead of saying, like, you know, can I get this to go? Can I get this wrapped up? What's left? You know, so on and so forth. But
0: now I bring a to-go box home and I'm just like, Yeah, fucking right. You think you're getting any of this? Like <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. I'm like, and the dogs get a none of it. Um, and so then I started finding different funny terms. Uh, I've never said this before, but uh, I think this is big in the UK. There's a phrase: "They're done up like a dog's dinner."
2: Wow! And, Great uh, accents. Which is
1: uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I guess I didn't commit to it. They're done up like a dog's dinner. Hey. You're really done <laughs> up like a dog. You really. Hey, you're really done up like a, like a <laughs> dog's <laughs> dinner. Ho, ho, ho. You locked out uh, Andrea. You want me uh, in voice. I feel I feel thoroughly low. insulted now. So, but apparently like being like uh being done up like a dog's dinner means looking real extra and sloppy and like you know having a spray tan and too much wow. jewelry and the and the tits out and need include- to a T. Right. <laughs> you you love getting done up like a dog's dinner. Um and then other phrases, okay. And this was something that I'd never heard before, uh, is eating your own dog food is a term that's now used in companies, um, but it's a, basically software company companies use this term now, um, which is eating your own dog food. It means using their own products in-house in order to more effectively troubleshoot is what that means. Mm. But it didn't originate with Microsoft. It originated from this totally insane guy who had actually made a dog food brand and was so into his own dog food at meetings, he would sit and eat it in front of everyone to be like, this is good stuff, I told you. And like, (laughs) so the, like, he was like way, way into his own, high on his supply, if you will. So he was eating his own dog food. I'm telling you what,
0: I'm going to keep making it. And I think it's nutritious. I don't care what my wife says and if how much she hates me, I'm going to keep
1: eating this dog food. Oh my God, spite (laughs) Slight <laughs> snacks?
2: <laughs> sir, this is a Wendy's. Come on. Sir,
1: <laughs> sir, can you eat your dog food outside on the curb,
2: please? Um, yeah. What
1: if he was like, uh, you like, don't invite that guy to a potluck?
2: Oh, no. Mm-mm. And he doesn't tell anybody?
0: No, he's nope. just like, don't invite him. He's gonna He's going to bring dog food again. I can't handle that.
1: Well, I'm not going to lie. Some of these new like fresh packs of like, you know, like, um, the farmer's dog or like different stuff. I'm like, I'd have a bite of that. I'd put a little bit of that on a cracker. I've always wanted to try some cat, like wet food.
2: Oh, the paste, like a pate. I can't well, now, deal with that. Well, now they have meat tubes. So it's like a go-gurt, but it's just with meat for cats. Oh,
1: I'd keep that in my car as emergency <laughs> provisions.
2: <laughs> little light snack.
1: <laughs> These are wild times.
0: What's that? Well, you know, we're not gonna run out of food, right, Brooke? <laughs>
1: <laughs> S- sets down the tube of <laughs> processed dog meat. Oh, no, I didn't. I just started panicking, <laughs> eating my dog's food.
2: <laughs> Day 17.
1: Yeah, right. Um, so th- that was just some stupid stuff I found before getting into the actual topic of, uh, you know, the the idea and the concept of, um, you know, pets now more than ev- ever are considered members of the family owning a pet is statistically shot up like 50% in the last hundred years. Um, And so it's, it's very, very normalized that they're like a little member of the family. It was not unusual a hundred years ago, even 50 years ago, that animals just stayed in the yard. They didn't come in, you know? And so we've really owned that shit. We've turned around and millennials more than ever are taking it to another level of crazy. Stephen Ray, you are a proud millennial, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah,
1: you're you're in that age range. I could tell. I just know you're a millennial. <laughs> I just know I you smell are the
2: millennial in me.
1: That's right. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, what we're looking into is the advent of, I think, most popular and the thing that people talk about most uh, is the origin of cat cafes, which um, started in Taipei, and then of course Japan ran with it. And did you visit Japan, or have you gone to ones in
2: California, Stephen? Uh, I've I've, well, I've been to Japan, but I didn't go to any cat cafes. It's funny. I used to not be into the idea, mostly just because I'm like, well, I already have a cat. Right. You know, but uh, just from an advocacy side of things, they've actually been really great as far as like adoptions and getting people, creating an environment that's like a better place to adopt an animal rather than like in a scary like cage in the back of a like a bad shelter it's like come lounge with your kitty you know like your potential your potential um feline life partner um but yeah i've been to there's two in la uh cat cafe lounge and crumbs and whiskers and i've also been to one there's a cat arcade in chicago called the cat cade and then I've also been to one in Milwaukee called Sip and Purrs, where you can have a margarita. Uh, I had a Miller High Life in Milwaukee at the Cat Cafe. So not all of them have, the ones in LA are just like coffee and tea and stuff. And right. then some other places have actual, again, Menus. In, Mil- yeah, yeah. in Milwaukee, you can get a margarita and look for a cat.
1: I so here's the th- this is a big miss. I was absolutely like, what am I even about to research? I don't even understand <laughs> this. And the misconception to me is I thought you took your cat with you. Like, I'm taking oh. my kitty out to dine.
0: Oh, no, I think me. that would, but I think lots a lot of
1: <laughs> illegalities would
0: come up.
2: Oh, my God.
1: I did. And I was like, well, I'm not seeing any of the art- articles about, you know, where you bring your cat in and sit him down at the table with
2: you. And you should so, patent that idea right now.
1: Uh, that's what those I like, in- weird spaceman cat backpacks are for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so just to set the stage for anyone not in the know, a cat cafe is a place where you go to be amongst cats you have never you know, encountered before in your life. Many of them, hopefully, if this is a good establishment and we can go down what to look for, good versus bad, Um, but you can get like a little, a scum if you will, and a tea. (laughs) And then you take that because these are very, very separated rooms or it should be from what you experienced. Um, cat cafes are overseen by the department of health and also animal control. (laughs) So it's two arms of the law that overlook this. And so they, each side of the cat cafe has to have apparently a separate entrance for it to be legal. Um, And the food space has to be dedicated and completely away from where all the cats are lounging and living their best life. (laughs) Uh Uh Uh-huh. There's not
0: just a ratatouille restaurant I can go to? Like, (laughs) theme? Like... (laughs)
1: I was just imagining full on chaos, okay? Because I'm a dog person, you know, and us dog people sometimes have opinions about you cat lovers.
2: <laughs> well, and- I mean, we're just jealous because we don't have the dog park, do you know what I mean? So Mm-mm. we had to try and create a space where we can at least hang out with cats and other people. I mean, I know we're mostly just in a corner like, you know, <laughs> but like it uh, yeah, it's it's definitely I think the best cat c- cafes I've seen are, it actually is a very chill environment okay. because it's like everyone's like, you know, cats aren't necessarily like social group animals in the same right. way that dogs are so it, it doesn't make sense for it to be like Ring! like cats <laughs> running around, children, like that would be a bad cat cafe.
0: There's not just a lot of like Tom and Jerry like wah, 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 yeah, yeah. like running like around <clears throat> I just want to, I want a real Muppet's take Manhattan kitchen scenario <laughs> situation. Oh my god.
1: And, and I was also very mistakenly picturing waiters and wait staff wandering around. But
2: oh, no, it's really like cu- it's
1: like counter service, right?
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. You go up and order and then, yeah, there's kind of a separate environment. And then also the best cat cafes kind of limit the amount of people. So it's not like you're just fighting people. Let me pet the cat. And you're just like <laughs> slugging it out. It's like you sit and have your tea. You go in and, you know, have coffee. Um I think one place has kombucha and then like you go hang out with the cat see if it's it's almost like you know when you adopt an animal it's like Be the dating. room where you get to know with yeah exactly
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah
2: it's in in some ways like as far as like related to this podcast it's definitely much more cat experience first, if that makes sense. Right. Well,
1: and that's what I was going to say is like, thank God there isn't a full on like cat restaurant. Cause I was trying to imagine like a course meal and you're like, what is this? This is just a lunch. You know, you're like, this is just a Lunchables. Yeah. Yeah. And. Because I can't imagine when when it's a it's a cat forward experience, so not a lot of time dedicated to food tasting. It's actually good.
0: feline forward, I think, is what is the actual
1: terminology. <laughs> that's what they prefer.
2: They actually, when they serve you food, they leave an extra thing because you know a cat's going to come up and steal the you know, your chicken breasts or whatever. So they just like, you just have to order two. That's how it goes.
1: You have to order, you have to order two. And then also they give you a lot of food that dangles on a string from the end of a stick. And so (laughs) that's part of the adventure is you're, you're like trying to get like noodles in your mouth and then a cat's like batting at your face and, (laughs) I mean, that's how I, I I do feel like they're doing this all wrong. But basically, the, the idea of a cat cafe was so hard to push through to begin with. Um, the very first one popped up around 1998 and then became a little more popularized around like 2003. And you literally had to jump through so many hoops to ensure that, A, the public is safe. Because if you don't take care of your cats, they can transmit disease amongst all the cats. And then that can be translated. I mean, we're like the department of health was probably like, no, absolutely not. This is the whole point of our job is to keep animals and critters and hair and everything out of food, but they found a way to make it work. And if it's a good place, the cats are, you know, hopefully not stressed out because just strangers coming up to them is very stressful. It's not like what a cat loves, you know? Yeah, yeah.
2: No, the, well, yeah. The idea of like my cat, uh, every Every time I've moved in this city with my cat, I've basically just had a full- on panic attack drive trying to drive. So it's like the idea of having to take my cat out, although she would look very cute all dressed up. But
1: <laughs> maybe
2: she it's not maybe, worth the risk.
0: yeah. <laughs> I think we should also give a shout out to the um original cat cafes, which are just like, creepy old uh independent bookstores.
2: <laughs> At, that's true.
1: <laughs> New York City bodegas. I do love a cat sleeping on a stack of books, not going to lie. I love a cat sleeping on loaves of bread that you need to buy to take home.
2: Bodega cats of I think they do have a Twitter and an Instagram. Oh nice. Worth a follow, worth a follow just for the hilarious. Like you said, a cat literally like just sitting on all like the bags of Cheetos or whatever. <laughs>
1: So oh, these are, though, of course, um, increasingly popular, like it's like wildfire in Japan, of course. And then L.A. is right behind with probably the uh, I think the most destinations behind Japan. And then they're spread out around the country um, where like you found one in Milwaukee, but that might might be the only one in the state, per se. Yeah. And um so I was like, you know, I was trying to picture like, hey, what kind of tips can you make work in the cat cafe, you know? And I, I don't think it turns out to not really be about that. I think you yeah. end up being the owner and then your employees are more dedicated to the health and cleanliness of the cats. A cat cafe is not something you just stumble onto because they're everywhere like yogurt shops. Like that's not, it's not that <laughs> level of popularity. Not yet. Not yet, but what they all have in common the way restaurant workers all speak sort of the same language because we have this universal experience there's like disgruntled cat cafe like bitchiness from the workers there too and i saw someone like okay so like typical thing Stephen, you probably had this happen to you too like as a server you go up to clear the plates and everything's gone and then inevitably what's the joke that someone makes Oh, I hated that. You know, just bad dad jokes. It's like, so that that's like our level of complaints. Apparently, it's a lot more nuanced in um in a cat cafe. And this guy felt like blogging about it. And so here's here's the cat cafe owner complaints, where like the public just needs to get their shit together. So he's like, ugh, if I hear this one more time, he's like, oh my god, you guys should totally open a dog cafe. Really? <laughs> And then, and then his his response is like, "Oh yeah, maybe because I've dedicated the majority of my life to opening a cat cafe, maybe that means I'm a cat person." Like he's not, he's not having <laughs> it. He's not
2: having it. Although, which my is qu- my question: Why don't at dog parks? Why don't they have somebody like pull up a little coffee cart, maybe ice cream? Yes, I think that would be lovely.
1: I think it, I mean, I think that's a great way. Okay, everybody, listen. We're always throwing out new. <laughs> Interesting ways to reinvent your career, uh, but uh also social distance. So you shouldn't be at a dog park and you probably shouldn't be giving people ice cream, anyways. (laughs) But when times return to normal. Um, okay, so then he always hears, like, have you actually been successful? Skeptical face. Um, and then and then he's like, ouch. Well, luckily for us, we aren't the only people out there who like cats. I know try to contain your surprise, sir. god this guy is this a handful
0: guy,
1: he's been working in a cat cafe for a little too long oh my god i just imagine
0: being like half cocked at a party and like meeting this guy and being like you in you want a cat cafe and me like cornering <laughs> this guy for an hour
2: hashtag cat cafe owner problems
1: throw <laughs> totally cat Very cafe specific. hashtag cat cafe life um <laughs> So here's, I'll give you like one more. I mean, he's got a list. Um, I hear this all the time. Are the cats okay? They're acting drugged. None of them are playing. That's a little frightening that you are hearing all the time. But he's like, oh no, something must be horribly wrong. Cats play all day, every day. Oh wait, I just remembered there's this crazy thing called napping. (laughs) Yeah, the cats are pretty into it. Must be that, I guess. (laughs) He's. This guy's not the
2: worst. <laughs> I mean, look. If, if you're a cat person, you're forced to be a business owner. That's a little, you know, we just get a little stressed when we're under the yep under the of, I, hashtag relatable. Yep,
0: I feel, I feel look, I'm not just a cat person. I'm I'm also a business owner, and I'm
2: stressed. I'm, <laughs> he he's a catpreneur. A catpreneur. I love that. I'll be so dipping hard. into the
0: catnip stock tonight. It's been a crazy day, if you know what I mean.
1: Oh my god you know so then we're moving on to you know those of us who have an easier time with our pets there are 10 states where it's totally legal and encouraged for cats uh, excuse me for dogs to dine with their owners on a patio or an outdoor area that is so the norm that's what we see all the time and uh, me as a dog owner I don't do that Andrea I'm guessing you don't either we both have dogs he's
0: he's just not he's not allowed he's a bad boy in public he just whines he's aggressive toward other dogs he wants to eat all your
1: food he Um, has the most amazing I mean it's not amazing it's you guys have done a lot of work with him but his food aggression and uh guarding and protecting
2: is it's real mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. it's very real
2: I love when restaurants though, they like offer a bowl of water to your dog. Like I've, I've gone out to restaurants with people with dogs and it's like, here's water for you and here's water for your dog. That's so nice.
1: Truly as, as a server, that would be one of my favorite things. I'd go get one of the um tin to carry out containers, you know, the kind that are flexible, the bottoms of it, fill it with water, take out a little pan for the doggies and who's a, who's a hero. Who's about to get a 20% Yeah, tip? right for sure. This lady right here. Um, but so now, okay. So it's not even just that you your dog is allowed, you know, to be near you under the table, like laying down under your chair. Which God, wouldn't that be nice? I have to basically restrain Winnie the entirety of the meal. It's a disaster. Oh yeah, Winnie, I feel
0: like would take a whole table, like a table
1: down. With her. Um. Well, she has, and we don't go anymore. And <laughs> oh no. She all like she broke a table leg off of. I put her leash on it. She's also dragged um one of those metal patio tables almost onto Brand Boulevard outside of uh, Phil's <laughs> Coffee. Um, we just don't we don't we don't do it anymore because in Brooklyn too she was a. Uh, kind of like really nestled under this bench in a backyard patio. And then she got really territorial and started to protect our little space. And so when the server walked up with a full tray, he didn't know she was under there. And then she decided to jump out suddenly and snap at him. He dropped an entire tray of drinks. I had, yeah, she's an asshole. (laughs) Oh, Winnie!
2: She's so cute. She's so cute, though.
1: She's she's. I mean, she's a handful. But this is this is my dog and my problem. I look at these
0: other dogs sitting under tables at restaurants, perfectly behaved. And I, one day, someday, it it won't be Indiana. Maybe another dog. Another. I was going to say
1: it. Hank is fine, but I, I, you know, but Winnie, yowzers, I don't know. Beyond this. Now uh, there are restaurants that are completely tailoring a meal that you can, that's why I looked up the like, oh, where do you take your cat with you to dine? Because this is now what you can do with your dog. And um, they're making, um, restaurants are doing like, like $5 for like two plain, uh, you know, hamburger patties. They can eat some uh, like plain white rice and some mashed pureed sweet potato. That's a nice little side for $5. And they get this little meal and they can actually eat with you, which is over the top, Mm -hmm. but it is a little bit. But I do. Okay. So I've bought the treat from um, Shake Shack that they have, the dog item from Shake Shack.
0: Which is what?
1: it's uh it's called like bag of bones or something like that so they actually have homemade bones and then they do a, a wow. custard a dog-friendly custard that you can give them too oh
0: uh, well it's like starbucks you can get like the cappuccino cappuccino
1: for dog it's like thank you so yeah there's uh basically the puccini is the shake shack, <laughs> <laughs> the puccini. Shake shack dessert. <laughs> it's and tell me this to, i mean i want to order this i'll be like yeah it's for my dog um it's, a it's phrasing, like ordering at the
0: kids' menu to save money.
1: I know, but it's a frozen vanilla custard that features peanut butter sauce and dog biscuits. Once again, I would eat it.
2: Doesn't would, sound too bad.
1: No, it doesn't. It's good it crunch really in does there. It. Good protein. Yum! It's kind of like having like a, a delicious shortbread or a biscuit it's on like top of a blizzard. Of, mm-hmm. yeah. Who doesn't love a blizzard? Um, So yeah, dogs have it better. They are allowed in, uh, just in general, basically the only workaround I think you can get with a cat is if it's a registered service cat, which that doesn't happen as much. They're more likely to get like um, emotional support, you know, certification.
2: I mean, Ah. look, I'd love to leash train my cat, but she doesn't even want to go outside. She like the, the other day, I like, I'm trying like cleaning my patio and stuff so I can work out there. Like just extend my possible hangout spots. And yep. like she walked outside, was like, ugh, and then like walked back inside. <laughs> so it's I can't imagine a cat wanting to be in a busy restaurant environment like that.
0: Seriously, when I see pop-up ads and I do not know why I get them on Instagram for like cat leashes, I'm just like, what? <laughs> what Where I've never in my life seen a cat on a leash out in public. I have.
1: So that really brings me to my last point is there just aren't a lot of places in general and nor should there be where animals are allowed to be a part of the dining experience. There's so much just um, food safety and cross-contamination and all that stuff. So like, I also get that a dog is like sequestered to a patio outdoors um, because also as a, as a server you know, when you are working in a section too, it can be really stressful if like every table has a dog or two, <laughs> just like with their leashes all tied up and you're tripping on them when you're trying to serve the beverages or then like one table over that dog doesn't like the dog at the next table. Because mm-hmm. like, like everyone with their emotionally broken rescue pit bull immediately is like, let's go get a beer at a cafe in public. And like, that's what we deal with is like, it's not that you can't have dogs, but a lot of people, um, you do see people with bad dogs.
0: I mean, I'd like to uh, give a shout out to the other animal cafes that are out there that we haven't mentioned specifically. Rainforest.
1: Owl. Big owl
0: cafes. You can go and hang <laughs> out with adorable, vicious raptors. Um, wow. <laughs> these ones are huge. I know people who've gone to owl cafes in Japan and think that it's Whoa. like one of the coolest things I've ever done. I mean, it's just basically like super duper beautiful owls like perching a- 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 atop you. And I think you can ha- you can hold them as well, like the little baby ones. <laughs> Hang out with owls. Um, hedgehogs are huge in Japan. Hedgehog, ca- hedgehog cafes, specifically like them in rooms doing human-like things, being able oh. to they, witness stuff like that. Um, do they put
1: on little aprons and actually wait on you? Because I, I would I, fly to Japan. Button hope so um, right now a penguin
0: cafe in Japan as
1: well they're, they're already wearing they're already wearing their butler waiter tucks, you know mm-hmm. that's
0: mm-hmm. what penguins are um, and here if you guys can zoom in I'm going to show you this it's based here's one just with a snake in a cage on a table next to a coffee cup
2: hell yeah, hell yeah.
0: which I think we can that. I think we all need more of that in our life um, well but I think if you are a kink for any animal they, there's an option.
1: <laughs> Andrea, did you have anything else to add to this very goofy, wonderful topic?
0: Actually, I do want to add, um, you know, I feel like a lot of these cat cafes, um, animal cafes that we're talking about like they're they're kind of like needed therapy for people, you know, on a regular basis, like patrons <laughs> that go in specifically because like they're very calmed by the animals. It's something that they enjoy doing, so it is a shame right now with everything shut, you know that that's something that is not available to people um and also, who's taking care of all these animals? I assume all the staff like all it's like take a hedgehog home,
1: you're taking a fucking cat home like this. <laughs>
2: oh yeah definitely
1: because it's like the regular restaurants are like uh take this like five pound bag of shredded lettuce and then the the cat cafes are like uh can you take these three cats (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) i mean truly it's that's the thing it's like you can still foster during this time and everything it's a it's a little bit more complicated but a, a lot of the shelters and cat cafes people that i i know like yeah they're they're trying to do live streams like here adopt this cat you know like doing all this extra to so like, yeah, like, still have this because kittens are still being born right now, and of course, you know, there's still I, stray animals out there. And live streams rescuing. with
0: cat cafes are already like a already a real thing, right?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah sure. So
0: right. you know, I think we've all seen articles that like record numbers of animals are being fostered and adopted right now, which is a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah, and I would say, um, you know, if you're in a position uh, to financially take on a foster at the moment. Cause that's the thing you do have to consider. We all want this companionship, but they are, they're expensive. They're not cheap. You know? I mean, they don't have to break the bank, but it is something you have to consider. So see if you can foster a little fuzzy creature in this time, yeah. bring, bring them into your weird quarantine life, Make them think <laughs> that you're going to be with them always. And then when you go back to a job, they're going to be <laughs> so shocked. The dogs have for them since I've had Winnie, which is almost six years, Um, has kept me on a path, which is like, I've had depressive spells I've had, you know, just, and to have a creature that you have to put, uh, ahead of yourself in many ways, when you don't feel like doing something for yourself, having to respond to this little animal care for it takes me out of my own head and gets me out of my own way and gets me out for a walk. And usually by the end of the walk, I'm like, I feel better. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful for this little goof.
2: (laughs) How long do you think till people just start dragging empty leashes around them just as an excuse to go outside?
1: Hey, if you want to if you wanna start that, go ahead.
2: Or like the invisible leash that people like the price I leash. love that. Those are cool. awesome. That should be a fun
0: social experiment to do right now.
2: <laughs> or the like, do you remember the foam, the foam lizards that you can like make dance?
1: Oh yeah! You I get love
0: those. The, you could get those at Disney. You probably sold those for a minute too. Yeah, yeah. Those are amazing.
1: Uh, let's just let's just get even weirder. I'm gonna get like a baby Bjorn and put it on my front chest, but then put a, a cactus in it and be like, <laughs> I have to take the cactus out for a I stroll.
0: I I really I'm I would oh like I want all my friends to put googly eyes on their Roombas and turn them into mistresses.
2: Yes.
1: Like <laughs> Awesome. Well, you guys. Uh, Thank you so much, as always, for listening, tuning in. I, right now, again, our mission, since, you know, at the top of the show, before Stephen joined us, you know, we tried our, we're trying to give pertinent financial advice, try and give you resources, things to look up so you can cover your bases when it comes to finding... Um, some compensation during these mm-hmm. really rough times. And then we want to keep being goofy and act like things are normal so that we get excited about when it's time to go back. The landscape may be very different, but let's we just want to foster an environment of keeping Look, everyone hopeful. It, it,
0: and if anybody can navigate chaos, it's the fucking service industry. I think we all know that one thousand <laughs> percent.
1: One thousand percent. So um Steven, thank you so much for joining us. No, this was so much fun. Thank you for Total having me. Treat. On. Yes, Stephen! And you guys can check out, he's, uh, he's got a podcast about Jurassic Park and the per cast for all you cat lovers. You can find this on the exactly right network, which we adore, love all their stuff happening. And, um, yeah, again, keep submitting stories. Tell us what you're going through. They can be good, bad. However, if we can help you, let us know. We are into anything that we can do for y'all. We love you. You're a great community.
0: Uh, And you know what we say at the end of uh, every episode? Oh, Godspeed.
1: good health good health guys see you next week there are no tips at the moment well
0: we'll figure it out